0: Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey there, do you like movies, cartoons, video games, anime, and everything in between? Then we have a show for you. The 4 Nerds by Nerds podcast. Every week, Josh and Ben bring you all the latest and greatest in movie, news commentaries interviews special guests and tons of bonus episodes new episodes come out every monday we also make great nerdy content on our youtube channel you can find our show anywhere podcasts are found the four nerds by nerds podcast your one stop for all your nerdy needs stay nerdy my friends The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following: strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So, if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. All right, everybody. So, for this one, we're going to start out with something that we're going to—I've been mulling over for a little while here—and we're going to talk about something. And I want to talk about the idea of thoughts and prayers. Now, I can already hear some people in the imaginary audience in my head going, but Aaron, you're always telling us we need to be better and we need to think about other people and we need to start being better people. Wouldn't thoughts and prayers go towards that? And here's the thing I am by no means saying you shouldn't pray for people that need, in your opinion, to be prayed for. I'm not saying you shouldn't keep people in shitty situations in your thoughts. What I'm talking about is this just really hypocritical crock of crap that's floating around on pretty much every form of social media where some disaster or some tragedy happens and all of a sudden everybody and their mother is posting, you know, hashtag thoughts and prayers, whatever the case may be with whatever this scenario is. And as often as not, particularly in the case of like natural disasters or explosions or massive car wrecks or any kind of major tragedy where there's actual physical damage and people getting their livelihoods destroyed, whether it's floods, fires, tornadoes, earthquakes, any one of the various ways that whatever higher power you think is out there happens to be smiting the shit out of people for the fact that we as a by and why just suck. And it occurs to me that there's just this huge thing going on where every time some shit goes sideways, something goes wrong, shit hits the fan, however you want to phrase it. You get all these assholes out here, oh, thoughts and prayers for all the victims, thoughts and prayers for all the people who lost their lives, thoughts and prayers for all the people that are losing all their shit. And that's it. That's as far as it goes. And it's fine to if you're one of the people that thinks about other people that are getting shit on on a regular basis or if you're a prayer and you happen to pray for whoever is going through all this shit that's fantastic but by and wide every single one of these things are things that are receiving massive amounts of media coverage and whatever you know format you you're going through it's never some little quiet subtle thing where it's thoughts and prayers And I'm not talking about the cases where it's like, oh, I just found out my mom has cancer. Thoughts and prayers for her would be appreciated. If somebody's asking you for your thoughts and prayers because they have a sick family member or something like that, and you want to spread something around like that, that's not the thing I'm talking about. I'm talking about this pompous, ridiculous, oh my God, this is a huge national tragedy, thoughts and prayers. You don't need to tell people you're thinking and praying about this. Everybody's thinking about it if it's on the news or if it's being covered by the media you're not doing anything other than trying to draw attention to how concerned and how proactive and how involved you are in other people's misery without actually doing anything you want to throw a hashtag thoughts and prayers up while you're discussing some massive tragedy that happened on the other side of the globe or on the other side of the country or even on the other side of the street how about you take that energy instead of going and posting something about it on social media you get off your ass and you go help somebody if it's somebody close get off your ass literally and go help if it's on the other side of the state on the other side of the country on the other side of the world and you feel the need to just draw so much attention to how concerned you are with what's going on how about instead you shut your damn mouth and write a check or donate something or find out a way to actually help the people Because this look at me, look at how concerned I am, look at what a good person I am, hashtag thoughts and prayers shit, needs to go. It doesn't make you a good person. It doesn't make you any kind of activist or any type of concerned. You're not raising awareness. You're not creating any kind of movement or any of the other bullshit that people are assigning to their own actions that they seem to think that somehow this stupid, pompous cry for attention is going to accomplish any kind of good in the world. And we need to stop thinking that is activism. We need to stop thinking that is doing something. It's, it's really not, and it's, it actually saps the momentum from things that could be getting done because people have got it in their head that that's an acceptable reaction to these things. Not let's do something about it, not let's help. I raised awareness on my social media stream. No, you didn't. You pointed out some shit to your friends and family that they already knew about because we all have access to the media at this point. We all have the news. We all have news feeds. We all have updates. You're not breaking the story on anything if you're assigning a hashtag like Thoughts and Prayers to it. You're just jumping on the bandwagon and you're probably late to the friggin' party. So can we just stop? It's another one of those things that just crawls under my skin and gets on, on my nerves. And I don't understand why people think they're doing something. I don't understand why people think this is some sort of thing that should be celebrated and cherished. Like, oh, look at me. I'm involved. No, you're a douche. You're not even doing it because you care about the people that are in the problem. You're doing it because you want people to see that you're being concerned. If you any Anytime you're doing something on a public media forum like that, you're not doing it to help anybody but yourself. And you can tell yourself whatever the hell you want in the process. You can sit there and say all day, "Oh, well, I'm helping raise awareness." And if you want to buy into that, that's your right, I guess. But at least be honest with yourself. If you're not if you're not going to be honest with everybody else, If you're going to try and act like you're some super-involved individual and you're trying to make a difference, at least be honest with yourself and admit you're full of shit. Because like I said, if you're not being inconvenienced directly, if you're not cutting a check and financially inconveniencing yourself, or you're not getting up off your dead ass and going to help fix whatever's broken or actively feed starving people or something like that, you're full of shit. It's, It's not virtuous. It's not a good thing you're doing. You're really not helping. It's hypocritical. It's horse shit. It's just, again, it's look at me, look at me, give me attention, give me praise because I'm doing something that's so selfless and pious because I took the extra 30 seconds to type a hashtag. And like I said, 99% of the time, it's not even an original hashtag. It's something that you saw on somebody else's feed and you decided that needed to be amped and boosted and now you feel like you're doing something. And it's, that's part of this just grab for validation that is so common nowadays that we, we need to check this shit. So realistically, like I said, if, if you got a sick family member and you, you believe in the power of prayer and the power of mass will, however you want to phrase it, and you want to put out a call to action, the people you know, like, hey, my mom's sick, pray for my mom, that's fine. If, if you believe in that, if you buy into it and you want that kind of support, by all means, do it. If it's some random thing that does not directly impact your life and you're not directly helping with it, just shut the hell up. I really I really don't think it's too much to ask that we start just act, acting honestly, being truthful, being, being forthright in how we act, in saying that, yeah, I feel really bad that that happened. I'm not going to do anything about it, but it sucks for them. And I've been known to make those kind of statements and i get people looking at me like i'm the asshole because i'm not going to false flag my virtue and my stance i'm not going to act like these things that i acknowledge are horrible shitty situations are directly impacting my life it may sound petty but i've got my own shit to worry about i've got my own problems to deal with i feel bad for those people yes but the thing is if i know about it and it's in the other another state or on the other side of the country or on the other side of the planet if I know about it odds are pretty much everybody else does too because I'm not I don't have any vested interests in these things I don't have somebody feeding me the information so I don't need to go out there pounding my chest and beating my drum trying to get people to listen to me about oh my god this is a national tragedy this is a global nightmare thoughts and prayers everyone think and pray for these people that's horrible No, you know what if you want to go out there and make all this noise say something useful everybody send five dollars to X because they are the ones actually on the ground doing the work to fix the problems don't hope and pray that somebody else is gonna come along and solve shit for you be proactive get your hands dirty do something about it if you're if you're so heartfelt and hell-bent on raising awareness and doing good for these people don't ask for prayers, ask for a check, ask for money, ask for contributions, ask for potable water, ask for toilet paper, ask for whatever the situation mandates. Thoughts and prayers, you're not even bothering other people with a legitimate, with, with, with a legitimate ask. Thoughts and prayers are, are a wonderful thing, I'm not trying to decry anyone that has faith or thinks, I think enough positive energy can change the world. But don't just throw that out there and leave it at that. If you want to be pious, if you want to be good, if you want to be a useful, contributing member of a movement, you have to actually contribute more than just reminding everybody else to think about it too. Otherwise, yeah, think all you want, but if you're not going to do something about it, don't exp- don't try and prompt other people to do shit, and then you can feel involved because, oh well, yeah, all these people got involved because I said thoughts and prayers on a on a on a, on a social media post just just don't just stop for shit's sakes don't that's like trying to co-opt other people's actives for your passive bullshit like it's it's not just claiming the credit for somebody else's work it's literally trying to act like if you weren't involved it wouldn't have happened in the first place and I hate to tell you this, but there are very few people that post something on social media with a, a hashtag slapped on it that's already trending, For, and that's how they found out. Very few of those people can claim any real credit in boosting anything. So if you're one of those people that thinks you throw these things out there and you're making a difference, you need to really assess how many followers do you have, how much impact do you have on a global scale, because realistically the number ain't high and the impact ain't much. So, really, just stop with the pious bullshit. Stop with the pompous virtue signaling. Stop with the look at me, I'm concerned, and I'm active. It, it's just it's disheartening, and it's sickening. And it's really one of those things, if, if you keep thinking this is actively doing some good, that's why all the bad shit keeps happening, because people think doing nothing is somehow fighting a battle, and you're not. The people that do nothing are the ones that sit there and complain about why nothing changes, even though they did so much nothing. It's like people put so much work into doing nothing these days, and they are so vested in that nothing somehow being considered significant. And so we need to check this. We need to stop with the thoughts and prayers shit. Like I said, if it's, if it's a, a matter where it's one of those things where it's out of man's hands and only thoughts and prayers could have any kind of impact on it, if you have a family member with an inoperable illness or a brain tumor or whatever the case is, by all means, ask people to pray for your, for your sick family member or ask people to keep them in your thoughts and build that positive energy flow, whatever you're signing on to. But if it's something that can be fixed by practical actions of a man, don't just thoughts and prayers it. Do something or shut up either way if you're doing something I won't be annoyed with you if you shut the hell up you definitely won't be annoying me if you're doing some shit and you're talking about it all the time at least you're doing something I will give you more credit for that than for sitting in your armchair typing hashtags on your on your smartphone while you're sitting there with your feet up and a bowl full of Cheetos in your frickin lap so really it's not that complicated it's not that hard it's like I say about pretty much everything Before you're going to open your mouth, before you're going to hit enter and post that post, just stop for a couple seconds and think, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for a good reason? Am I doing this for a proactive reason? Am I doing this to accomplish something? Or am I doing this just because I need people to know I'm doing this? And that's pretty much where I stand on that issue. So we're going to take a quick break here, stick in the regular commercial bits, uh, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. Okay, so thank you for bearing with me on that one. Alright, for the second portion of this episode, I want to kind of delve back into the whole moving out thing I was working on earlier on in the season. Uh, it's something I do think I want to keep plugging away at, you know, little just lifestyle tips and things like that, and so realistically at this point, if you're still listening to these parts of the show, you might have some interest in things I've picked up over the course of my life in finding various modes of entertainment and and coping with life and dealing with all the curveballs that have been thrown over the past couple of decades. So, let's uh, address, now you're out, you're established, you've followed my advice and found a place to live with good lighting and good parking and you've got the basics of a presentable and respectable start you've got your appliances you've got your dishes you've got some furniture i mean obviously when you're first starting out you can you get a combination of maybe things you get from your parents stuff you scrounge up here and there you know everybody, everybody i think at some point has had at least one piece of curb furniture in their house whether they knew it or not um you know things like that we've we've raided the thrift shops we've gone to the yard sales we've hit up the online auctions we've stretched our dollar until George Washington started screaming uncle so we could get us, get ourselves set up now you got to start thinking about the things that are going to become more instinctive as you get used to being responsible for yourself and you start having to live on your own and be independent and (laughs) that constitutes a lot of things for me the biggest thing was even though when I was living at home I still did my own laundry when I moved out and I no longer had access to in-home laundry facilities the the whole thing of going to the laundromat and it's it's something that we're going to address a little bit and something I found that is yeah, it's one of those things that's in the next chapter of your life. It's being an adult if you don't have a laundry facility in your residence If you're not if you don't have a washer and dryer and you're living in your own place If you live in an apartment and there is not a on-site laundry laundry room sometimes there is sometimes there isn't the first thing I'm going to recommend is Go to the closest college to where you're living if you're a student there it's even better because you're there all the time just look around when you're going to class but even if you're not going to school there and but it's a relatively close place to where you've decided to set up shop and look around there's usually a laundry facility somewhere close to the campus i mean if there's one that's closer to where you're living that's just a regular residential laundromat that's great too one of the places i lived we actually had a laundromat literally on the other side of the block so it was just a matter of walking over there with a hamper if the weather was decent or driving if it was crappy but it's something you're going to want to look for and realistically a lot of people will go in there throw their stuff in the washing machine go run some errands come back throw it in the dryer go run some errands again me i'm a little bit more the i'm staying there to keep an eye on my crap just not that i think anything i have is really worth boosting but you never know. Stranger things have happened. So I would always bring something to read with. You know, back in back in the old days, I we didn't have cell phones that we could play on the internet on and stuff like that. So bring a book, bring a magazine, bring homework if you're in school, something to keep yourself occupied, and plan on spending about two two and a half hours there, just between wash time, dry time, folding, and It may sound kind of superfluous, and not everybody's going to do it, but fold your laundry as you're unloading the dryer, because it makes it easier to put away when you get home, it makes it neater to transport, it it keeps your clothes looking better. I mean, you could just ball everything up and shove it in whatever you brought it in and take it home, but then you're going to get home with a bunch of wrinkled crap. So take the extra few minutes, organize your shit, be neat about it, just it's not hard to fold stuff that's all you gotta do and that's my two pennies on you know getting into gear doing laundry now beyond that you're gonna wanna establish your norms the places you're gonna go on a regular basis a lot of being an adult consists of planning your time so you're getting the most out of everything you do particularly when you're first getting started because You're not going to have as many resources as a more well-established adult. You're probably not going to have as many resources as you were used to having living at home. It's amazing how all of a sudden when you're paying all your own bills, all the superfluous entertainment crap just goes to the side. So find the place that has the best deals on groceries. Find the place that you are going to be doing your shopping. Plan a route so you can run your errands in a batch. Don't... (laughs) Don't just kind of do things as they occur to you. And this goes to back to back again to what I said earlier. Make a list. Make a list it will simplify your life. Making a list will make sure you don't forget things. Make a list will make sure you can be efficient with your time so you can have as much of your time to be your time and not doing the necessary, tedious crap of, of adulting. So get a notepad. Write things down. Write your grocery list write down the other errands you need to run while you're out. If you need to go drop off a bill, I mean, granted. Nowadays you can pay pretty much everything online. You can do all that stuff without ever leaving the house. But you still got to make sure you remember to do it. Set reminders in your phones, leave sticky notes on your fridge, whatever you got to do that works for you to make sure you are paying your bills and everything is getting taken care of in a timely manner. And... Yes, there is things like peapod and delivery for pretty much everything you could possibly want. Now You can do 90% of your grocery shopping and have it delivered to your house. So sometimes specialty things you're going to still want to go out and go looking for. Uh, everybody I know who's done like online produce shopping and stuff it seems so far to be really happy with the results. They say they're getting good stuff delivered and the people that are doing the picking are doing a good job. I haven't heard any real complaints about it, but still... I'm one of those people I like to go through and do my own picking and <laughs> make sure I'm getting exactly what I want because if I'm spending my hard-earned money, I don't want to spend it on something I'm not going to be happy with. So I do all the legwork myself. I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with it. I personally think it makes more sense, but to each their own. Uh, and also I'm cheap so I don't want to pay for the convenience of somebody else doing my shopping for me so that being said it, it becomes a matter of where, where your values lie do you value the money or the time more um, it's not that I value the money more I just don't want to spend the because when I look at spending money I still feel like I'm spending time because I look at how much time I had to invest to get that money it's kind of a catch 22 but it's something you, you're going to want to think about and in respects to that when you're doing that planning you're doing your your mapping out so you can efficiently get through this crap and get back to doing whatever non-essential stuff you're doing you know back in the days before all the online convenience and being able to pay everything remotely i used to make a point of doing everything on my way home from work on payday so i could just go out pay all my bills on the drive back to my apartment from my job and then it was done and over with and i didn't have to think about it anymore i could go home take a shower get cleaned up do whatever i had to do and that was done it was ticked off on the drive home easy peasy so that's done that's out of the way it's time to kind of stop and think about what are you going to do for fun and what are you going to do if you're on a particularly tight budget these days a lot of the fun is going to have to be remote stuff let's be honest this is something we'll probably come back and revisit once life resumes some semblance of normalcy but for now it's going to be are you going to go home and read a book or create something or do some painting or sculpting or drawing or sit down and play video games if that's what you're into the The point is to find something that you can capitalize on and you you go into it knowing it's going to be something you are going to be spending on. It's going to be an expense, so you're going to have to budget for it and plan for it so you can evolve whatever it is you're doing. You're If you're a reader, you can go to the library. Most libraries are still open now. I mean, you're going to have to social distance and mask up and all that stuff, but... You can still go get books, which is awesome. And if you f- have books you really like, you can still buy them. You can order them online. You can get the different e-readers and the subscription services where you can get that. You can buy the actual physical copies. You can go to bookstores. I know they still exist. They're not as common as they used to be, but there are still some out there. And you can order things online online. I personally would say if you're gonna buy a physical book and you're going to buy it because you know you're gonna read it more than once or even if you're just one of those people that likes to have a big bookshelf full of books because you think it looks cool if you're gonna go buy I'd say my my general standard go to find a smaller shop to buy from I'm a small owned locally owned small business so at the end of the day spend your money wisely but you're going to have to spend it you're going to have to invest in even if you're playing online video games you're going to have to budget for these things you're going to have to remember that you have to pay your internet service provider you have to pay your electric electric bill you have to if you're playing online video games you're going to have to pay some other provider as well whether you're playing PC games or you're playing on a console there is usually a subscription service involved with being able to access these games I mean, there's a lot of free stuff out there, too, but it's not the same level, and we all know it. I mean, a lot, there's a lot of fun mobile games to play, but it's not nearly the same as some of the massive games that exist. And I'm saying that as somebody who loves video games dearly. I That's my escape. That's how I decompress. I go online and I kill a whole bunch of virtual stuff that helps me not kill a whole bunch of people in real life for being morons. And that's important. It's important to have things to do besides working and sustaining and surviving. You have to actually enjoy your life. as As far as we know, we all only get one go around. You need to enjoy it while it's there. So you have to plan accordingly. You have to budget accordingly. Write these things down. I cannot stress that enough. I wish I would have comprehended that and understood that when I was younger because my parents tried telling me I didn't listen. I was a young man, I knew everything I needed to know, I was going to go out and make it in the world and it was a matter of I learned real quick I needed to write things down to remember them. I made a schedule and a calendar so I knew when bills had to be paid. More importantly my roommates knew when bills had to be paid so I wasn't always having to chase them down for money because I got real sick of that real quick. So a little time, a little preparation, a little planning makes your life a whole lot smoother in the long run. And with a lot of the social interaction stuff being either restricted or completely shut down, I I feel for you young people. I mean, when I was in my early 20s, late teens, going out, running around, running the streets all hours of the nights when I didn't have somewhere to be was a big portion of my life, whether it was going out and chain-smoking cigarettes and listening to jazz and, and drinking coffee in some weird little coffee house or in some restaurant that was open 24 7 or going out to bars when i got to be a little older and doing all those things and that's part of life part of growing up going out living life but you have to plan accordingly because if you don't you're going to wind up in over your head or you're going to be in debt up to your ass and that makes life a lot less fun and a lot less pleasant So a little bit of self-control and a little bit of planning will make for a much more enjoyable overall experience. So you got to exercise a little self-control. Don't get caught up in the moment and let your good sense run away with you. And so that's kind of what I had to say on that. And we're going to wrap the episode with this. That's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow, give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms that I Had to Say It podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program things i've talked about there are some links available for some merch that we're working on and there are ways to contact us there as well and thanks for listening and i look forward to talking to you again soon